0: You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Oh my goodness, is it just me or has this season flown by like a really fast plane. <laughs> a Concorde flown by like a Concorde.
1: It it really has. I can't believe that we're pretty much at the finale already.
0: Like obviously it's one of those shows that packs in a lot of episodes per week, so you know it's not going to feel as long as some other shows, but even so, goodness gracious. So we are at the second last episode of the show, the last one before the finale. I also think it's the last hour and a half long episode. Is that true or is the finale an extra special one? Maybe it is. I should have done my research. <laughs> It probably is. Yeah, that would make sense. You'd assume so, right?
1: While we're on the topic of finale, I just would like to point out the amount of people in this episode who pronounced it finale. That's not a thing.
0: Maybe it's like a weird Adelaide Lego Lego thing again. Did you you notice, was there a trend in the geographical origin of the people that said it weirdly?
1: Well, I didn't think Brickman was from Adelaide.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he is. I
1: can do some research on that, but he's never pronounced anything weird before. But every
0: time he said it, I was thrown off. According to Wikipedia, he is from <laughs> Victoria.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, look, we'll try not to hold it against them this time, but they're on thin ice. <laughs> and if I hear any more weird pronunciations, that's the kind of the biggest controversy that recurs on Lego Masters mm. is weird pronunciations
1: pretty much.
0: So this build, I overall liked it a lot. We'll get into that, obviously. But I thought it was maybe some of the prettiest builds we've had. Mm. But also, things got a bit twisty.
1: Things got very twisty. And I think even if we hadn't had that preview last week, I probably would have clued into the fact that there was a twist coming because they only had 10 hours to build. And that's Not very long for the last elimination of the show.
0: (laughs) A hundred percent. And then even just getting a bit meta, like so quickly they were like, all right, your build's about to finish. And I was like, I've only been watching this episode for two minutes. Like what's going on here? Yeah, a hundred percent.
1: I absolutely loved seeing the giant tree that Brickman built. I loved everyone's amazement at it being made of Lego. Like several teams exclaimed, oh my God, that's Lego. And I was like, you're on Lego
0: Masters. Of course it's Lego. <laughs> it was really cool, though, to see something that I assume, yeah, Brickman designed in all its glory. Like, we saw the space shuttle earlier in the season, which was cool, and we've seen some bits and pieces, mm. but it was cool to just to see this massive tree. And then, obviously, to see it fully transformed as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shall we jump right into it? Let's start with Devin and Gus, who did the tiger in the tree, and then for their twist, they built a meerkat burrow underneath.
0: Zoe, you had a bit of a controversy with this tiger. Do you want to talk us through it?
1: Yes, I do. The controversy is, and this is, you know, absolute drama. This is (laughs) maths-level drama. It's the biggest controversy of the year. Uh, In the season trailer that we broke down yonks ago, there was a specific shot of this tiger that we discussed quite a bit, actually. And something we noticed was that the eyes moved it looked like the eye that it looked like the tiger was blinking. And we discussed, is that editing, is that a mechanic? And we came to the conclusion, yep, that's absolutely a mechanic. Someone's made the tiger do that on the show. That's amazing. Can't wait to see it. And you know what? It was editing and that wasn't a thing.
0: We were totally misled by our over-analysis of the trailer but also by the fact that someone like went hard enough to do that Mm. to the trailer. Like good work to whoever at Channel 9 made that trailer. Props to your editor. (laughs) Overall though, the Tiger I thought was just fantastic. Like they've had so many good character builds over the season. Mm. Is this one the best yet? I honestly think so. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And the fact that we could see the way that they were building it so seamlessly, like Gus did the head and David did the body. And to have two different people building half of the same thing and then being able to put it together and it looks like it's been done by the same person is just so amazing.
0: There was one point about two thirds of the way through the Tiger build where you could sort of see a half finished section of it and you could see the sort of skeleton scaffolding underneath. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about Lego, but just the look of that looked so professional. I don't know if you know what I mean, but yeah. I just saw that and I was like, oh yeah, that's a team that really knows what they're doing as opposed to some of the teams who are doing amazing work, but you can tell it's kind of like on the fly a little bit. Yeah, David and Gus are just like so efficient, so well prepared. Mm-hmm. I loved it.
1: One thing I did notice in this episode was, and this wasn't exclusive to David and Gus, but it did definitely occur with them, was Brickman giving some pretty specific help here. And usually he's a little bit more vague, you know, he sort of get people to stand back or he'll say, you know, do you think that's the right colour? But he was straight up going up to them being like, you need to add uh, the pads of the feet to this back paw because we can see it. That's kind of new
0: from him to a degree. I'm really glad you said that because I noticed that as well. And what I was thinking was that, Usually we see Brickman's feedback in TV show reality Brickman mode. Mm -hmm. I think that line was an example of something that slipped through the edit of Brickman giving like Brickman feedback. He knows this tiger is going to be like phenomenal and he wants it to be as good as possible and he notices that detail and him just as like a Lego fan goes, oh, guys, make sure you catch that so that we can all have the best version of this tiger possible. And I imagine that normally he doesn't think like that. He's in TV mode, but we got to see a little bit of like real Brickman. And I thought that was so cool.
1: Totally. I think he was approaching a couple of the teams as Brickman, not as the judge of the show which was really nice to see
0: with the twist for david and gus some of the teams with the twist i was like hell yeah into it and with some of them i was like eh i feel like they got worse affected by the twist than some of the other teams (laughs) david and gus i thought had a bit of a rougher go of it so i could not have cared what they built under the tree the tiger was good enough for me i didn't even care if they built nothing i would have been like yep sure makes sense why would there be someone under the tree for a tiger so i have no thoughts except for like good on them for making something work with the meerkats yeah
1: i agree i I think that twist was a little bit polarizing in the sense that it really suited some teams and other teams had absolutely nothing to go off. Like it was very specific uh, and a lot of people built, yeah, I mean they obviously built f- to be on the branch of a tree. They didn't consider needing to link anything underneath. So I thought they did great with what they had and, and I thought the meerkats were cute.
0: It's something we talked about a lot with the Dreamhouse build with the twists. <laughs> I think what was better in this episode was that they let them finish with their original amount of time and then gave them the additional thing to build, Mm -hmm. but I still think it does punish the better teams because the teams that have a more concise build and a more formulated build are the ones that then have to graft something onto the side of it, where if the team has a build that's a little bit unfinished or just a bit messier, they didn't have the time to do what they wanted, the twist is kind of like a saving grace for them because they can all of a sudden justify all that stuff. So it is kind of tough. And I think in the, a twist like this in an elimination round is just so difficult.
1: Yeah, I, I think it definitely disadvantages teams whose key strategy is building one simple thing really, really well. And that's teams like David and Gus. And I think it really benefits teams that actually focus more on a wider story. And that's like Scott and Owen, where there's a lot going on in their build and it's easy to take elements of that and build it into something else and make another story out of it to suit a twist like this.
0: I think that's a really good way to sum it up. Yeah. And speaking of which, do you want to talk <laughs> about Scotty and Owen?
1: Yeah. Look, I loved this. I, <laughs>
0: wasn't it so good?
1: It was. I thought it was like really funny. It was a bit quirky. The, I, I was a little bit confused at one point because they were like, yeah, and then we've got the elves riding this army of ants. And I was like, where did these ants come from? I feel like we didn't, like see those being built they were just suddenly there but look <laughs> elvish village with evil spiders attacking very funny and i thought they really pulled it off
0: a really cool idea by them one thing we noticed in the the trailer ages ago sorry yonks ago <laughs>
1: I, look, I never say yonks. So why did I say that before?
0: I don't know. It's very off-brand for you. <laughs> all the builds, though, that were so different. Like, they're all such a different angle. For example, this build, you know, they built the extra part of the branch and the, the mm. village wrapped across the branches and then the spiders were underneath and everything. It was so unique in that way. We also had a bit of drama with them early on where they went to test the branch. Yeah. And Brickman was like, you're crazy, guys. I think testing it was absolutely the right play. I agree. I know that Brickman was probably playing it up for drama, but, like, you, you definitely want to want to make sure that it's not going to fall apart straight away.
1: Especially because they knew so much of it had to sit towards the end of the branch. There weren't, like, other teams where it could sort of
0: sit in the middle, which is probably the strongest part. I thought it was smart. There was a bit of drama once the twist happened about whether or not they should add a portal. So they had yeah. their downstairs area with all the evil lair and whatever and... Scotty wanted to add a portal connecting the two. I was definitely Team Portal. Owen wasn't Team Portal. Where did you fall, Zoe?
1: I was Team Portal. It it was like a fun, silly, magical build. I think Portal
0: made sense. I imagine it was just Owen letting his anxiety about the branch snapping get in the way of, of any other sort of thinking.
1: Totally. And like I said before, I think this twist really suited them, like building the Spider King's lair underneath and kind of having the opposite story happening underneath where the elves are actually invading them. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, thought, I thought that they adapted really well to that.
0: Watching them in this episode, though, it did give me an idea for something that I think LEGO Master should introduce at maybe this episode, maybe the finale next season, like late in the season. Mm. I think each team left in the competition should be able to get one lifeline where they can call a team for a quick tip, but specifically a team that's been eliminated. And in this case... Wouldn't it be great if Scotty and Owen could call Harrison and Michael to get some tips on spooky spiders after their really spooky spider a few episodes ago?
1: Look, I'm still having nightmares about it, so they obviously did well. (laughs) It was a real spooky spider. (laughs) I like that idea. Let's pitch it to the producers. Let's jump to Gabby and Ryan who did The Girl on a Tire Swing. And they were really the only ones to like fully use the underneath of the branch. They actually didn't really touch the top of the branch at all.
0: I wonder what the conversation was like around them getting that top branch because Mm. they could only have possibly done the build on that top branch and also because there weren't any branches anywhere below it. Like, I wonder if that was difficult, if they had to like fight about it or if once they had the top branch, they came up with the idea. But I'm just really curious as to how that happened.
1: I'm actually now wondering if... The branches that they initially took went back in the same place. Or if they were able to say, okay, we took this lower branch, but here's our idea, so we'll just put it up here at the end. Or if oh, yeah. each branch specifically had to go back into where it was.
0: That's a good point, because we saw Ryan going to measure with his tape measure, so maybe they took a branch, mm. they had the idea, which they both said they thought of at the same time, which is funny, the tire swing. Yeah. Then he went to measure it, and then he went to a producer or something and said, hey, we need that one, and then no one dibs the top one. Yeah, yeah good point. But I'm, I'm glad they were able to make use of it. I guess the other three were all f- fairly interchangeable Mm -hmm. although you probably wouldn't want the tiger too high because you wouldn't be able to see it as well
1: yeah maybe
0: I'm glad they were able to do something unique with that top branch
1: and I thought that their build was a really cute idea you know the girl on the tire swing Mm -hmm. being distracted by butterflies is very sweet they got to you know show off their technical skills a lot I liked that Ryan added that mechanism to the legs to make the motion seem bigger because he couldn't quite get the tyre to swing the way he wanted to. So I thought that was really smart on his
0: end. I don't know much about Lego machinery. I always like clarifying that I'm not a Lego expert just in case like someone ever (laughs) calls me out on something. Anyway. In case it wasn't obvious enough. In case it wasn't obvious (laughs) enough. But it feels like getting a swing to have like a pendulum-y swing like he was talking about is really difficult. Like that's very different than something just revolving around in a circle on a motor. Yeah. So the fact that it even moved a little bit is already pretty impressive and that it was swinging two other motors that were then moving the legs. Like, it was pretty impressive machinery there. Great work, Ryan. Yeah. And Gabby, great work on the on the person swinging as well. Like, that was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it looked really cute. I did really like their time capsule idea for the twist, but it wasn't super clear for me. Like, I think if they hadn't had that little label up the top that said open in 2025 or 2050 or whatever the year was, I don't think I would really would have realized what it was until we got those up close shots.
0: I definitely think they were one of the teams that didn't have as much compatibility with the twist. Yeah. It was a good solution, of course, but Mm. you're right. It 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 just didn't work quite as well as, for example, something like Scotty and Owen, who were really perfectly placed for that twist.
1: Totally. Lastly, we have Sarah and Fleur. And look, I'm just going to say up front, I was so teary at the end of this episode. Like, Brickman was crying, Ryan was crying, everyone was crying, and then I was crying. And <laughs> I think this was like the saddest elimination so far.
0: It's also such a heightened emotion because everyone knows that the next build is the finale. Totally. Like it's there's there's yeah. no one coming back now. There's no more practice builds. Like this is this is it now. It was it's wild. And they really fought for it so much, Sarah and Fleur. Like they didn't give up at all.
1: And they're just such a positive team. Like they've they've had a lot of struggles during the season and they've just really persevered and and they've grown so much like If I'm giving out awards for most improved for the season, it's clearly going to them.
0: I also kind of feel like if I'm having a bad day, I could probably just like give Flair a call. I don't have her contact details, but I'll guess. (laughs) And she'd just be like, no worries. And I'd feel better straight away. Like they have such that aura to them. Totally. Even if she just, you know, had a build fall over on her and collapse. Yeah. I feel like she'd still take me under her wing. Uh, (laughs) I loved having that energy on the show. It was wonderful.
1: I know. It was really sad to see them go. But... I did really enjoy their final build. I thought it was super on brand for them. And I thought it was like a really quirky, fun idea to have this queen bee on a throne that a rebel bee at the end and everyone kind of in command I actually really liked the story.
0: I also want to give them points for having the first good pun since probably Jeff in Atlanta, to be honest, Yeah, <laughs> with Barb the Bee, which is pretty good because she has cute. a barb. That was, that was good content there.
1: I didn't really agree with some of Brickman's feedback. He uh, was saying that he didn't like the story that they built underneath with the twist, which was like the beehive locker room. Um I didn't agree with that. I mean, the whole point was to make the story underneath relevant to what was happening on the branch. And that's what they did. I thought it fit perfectly. I loved the lift. I thought the lift looked really good underneath the branch. And I think the fact that they duplicated a B from the top and used it in the bottom isn't really a good enough reason for them to be eliminated because Scotty and Owen did the exact same thing. They duplicated spiders that they made and that didn't seem to come up in the feedback.
0: I see. I, th- I think in this case, I would agree with what Brickman said. Like, I obviously don't want them to be eliminated, but mm. I would agree with that specific piece of feedback. If we're going from the perspective of like walking a fine line between the two builds relate to each other but aren't kind of like duplicating one build to the other. Yeah. Because with Scotty and Owen, like the aesthetic of the downstairs area was really different. It was, the top was all fancy elvish buildings and the downstairs was like spooky spider stuff. Yeah, that's
1: Whereas true. Whereas with
0: Sarah and Fleur, it was like a different, bee thing but it was still kind of bees yeah
1: no I get that but
0: it's also one of those things where like did Brickman ever say at some point that it can't be too similar yeah maybe he did just not on camera you never really know so it's it's tough
1: either way I think Sarah and Flood did a great job not just today but over the whole season and I, I'm really sad to see them
0: go just a huge congratulations to them for everything they achieved this season What do you reckon your favourite build for them out of the entire season was?
1: Ooh, I think I'd have to go with their dream home build. The Beverly Hills mansion with the tax department coming in to like audit the artists. I I thought that was really fun.
0: The tax department twist was so good, but... I think I'd have to give the picnic basket the win. I just love that both for the build, but I also thought it was the smartest build in regards to, and we talked about this, Mm -hmm. they could add or remove parts of that build to make it way more or less. And I think from memory it was the only build that kind of had that functionality to it and that was just like a really smart way of building. So uh, they've been a good team. Sad to see them go. Me too. So
1: the preview for next episode is obviously of the finale. And it looks very exciting. We get a bit of a sneak peek at each team's build. So it looks like Ryan and Gabby do some kind of circus tent. David and Gus uh, do the deer that we saw from the trailer. We knew that was coming up. I couldn't quite tell what Scotty and Owen do, but it looks very like mystical and fantastic. It reminds me a little bit of Jackson Alex's build from last year. And it also looks like there's a lot of mechanics going on.
0: Yeah, it looks like there's heaps of details in Scotty and Owen's mm-hmm. build, which is amazing, but I'm so sad about it because we'll never get to see them properly. That's true. <laughs> we have to pause a lot. And yet we've obviously seen a bit of David and Gus from the trailer, though I imagine there's a lot more that we haven't seen yet. Totally. The circus is interesting, though. We saw like a big circus tent, or at least it looks like a circus tent, but that's kind of all we saw. So I'm wondering if maybe it's like there's a lot of mechanics in that as well, like the circus mm. tent opens up or, or something along those lines. That'd be sick. Because obviously these final builds are always just so massive. It
1: also looks like we do have uh, a crowd of the public and I would assume the returning contestants which is something I was wondering whether or not we would get because obviously this was filmed when Melbourne was kind of in and out of lockdown last year so I'm glad that we get that and we get to have the public vote
0: the public vote I think is really important yeah and it'll just be exciting to have the contestants back so fingers crossed that did happen <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe, even though there's only one more episode of the TV show coming after this one. We still have a bunch of interviews to come out, and we've done a bunch of interviews this season, if you haven't heard us bang on about them enough already. So definitely go and check all those out. There's, there's some really good stuff in there. Like, I'm not just saying that because I want you to listen to them. <laughs> some really good interviews.
1: You might actually learn something. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at legomasters underscore deconstructed, and on Twitter at lmd_the_pod. Please message us, tweet at us, whatever you want. During the finale, we want to know your thoughts. And definitely message us any questions you have for upcoming contestants that we haven't yet had an interview with.
0: We're going to be recording the finale episode after we all watch it live with Australia. So if you tweet us stuff during the finale, we'll do our best to mention on the show and, and keep you part of the conversation. Also, we have been uh, talking real quiet during this episode. That's because we're both very tired and it's the middle of the night. <laughs> but we promise to have a bit more energy <laughs> for the finale because we'll be souped up on Adrenaline.
1: Well, we'll be pumped.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.